identify the three changes that you thought were going to be most prevalent. What did you start with, number one? Welcome to How We Bloom, an oasis of flower ideas. I'm your host, Sharon McGookin, and I believe that every great success story starts with one simple idea, fueled by determination, a challenge that requires change. I think we can all agree that 2020 was a year of challenge, requiring us to change. On this podcast, we interview guests who dare to do things differently, people who plant seeds grow ideas, and bloom to their full potential. Our guests share the ideas in steps as easy as one, two, three. We listen, learn, and grow. And that's how we bloom. Today's guest is Todd Bussey, AIFD. Todd is the owner of Bussey's Florist and Gifts with two locations in North Georgia. He's been in the flower business for 46 years. Todd's strong work ethic has brought him much success. For 30 years, I've watched Todd grow his small family business into a profitable, trend-setting enterprise. Nestled in a rural triangle between Birmingham, Alabama, Atlanta, and Rome, Georgia, Todd's business, like all of us, experienced much COVID-induced change. Despite the pandemic, Todd's main store remains strong with a 30% increase in revenue and his satellite shop expanded from 2,000 to 4,000 square feet. And that's without their usual busy schedule of weddings and events. We are so excited to have Todd share his ideas for growth with us in our podcast today. on the new podcast. So excited you're here on How We Bloom to share with us how you bloomed during the pandemic. I know that you believe strongly in working within the fundamentals of business, but if you had to drill your basic approach down to one big idea that you could share with our audience, two challenges it meant for your business, and three changes that it created that were positive change in your flower shops, what would that one big idea be, Todd? I think, Sharon, the big idea is committing to make positive change. Um, When we decide to do something, we need to be sure that we're really committed and that we're willing to put in the effort that it requires. If you're like me, my thoughts and my to-do list are cluttered with things that it would be nice if they happened but I'm not really committed to doing it. And the really important things, things that move the needle, take time. Most often, they're probably going to take more effort and more time than we really think they are. But we need to decide to spend our time focusing on these things that really make a difference in our lives and in our businesses. To make that commitment, it's easy to say and hard to do so often. But when you looked at your business and you saw the challenges that were before you, what would you say were the top two challenges that you knew you had to change to meet? During the pandemic, Sharon, people were at home. Um, They were disconnected and they were bored. 
during that time, we had to figure out how our business could stay relevant. So overcoming those two challenges was the greatest thing that we had to do as we entered into the pandemic. Fantastic, Todd. I can see the changes, the results of the changes now, but I wonder when you were on the forefront of that, looking forward, how did you identify the three changes that you thought were going to be most prevalent? What did you start with, number one? Well, first, this isn't number one, but Sharon, we panicked, um, like everybody else. Uh, We'd never faced anything like this before. We decided to temporarily close our satellite location and to operate everything out of our original store. Um, Mid-March, we laid off most of our staff, keeping a minimal crew on board. And in this process, we decided that we were not going to be defeated and that our business was going to come out of this stronger than when we went in. We decided, we committed to positive change. Um, We decided we were going to be successful. But now what are we going to do to make sure that that success happens? Um, So there were, I think, three key things that we did during that time um, to um, come out of the pandemic more successful than we went into it. First, we determined that we had to be more disciplined about our marketing. So we created a plan and we stuck to it. And while that's important, we also did not cut our marketing budget, especially our online budget. Over the previous two years, we had made a significant investment into our online platform. And that was certainly a key in maintaining our business and our connectivity with our customers. The second thing is we decided that the power of connection was so important because our customers were at home and they were bored, they were lonely. So we created a Facebook Live series that we called What's New Wednesday to keep our customer base connected with the store, even virtually. Um, We also launched an online design class where we created do-it-yourself kits for our local customers to purchase and then join us for a weekly online design class. We delivered the kits for free, which I think was a key factor, and we hosted the classes on Zoom. And as the classes started, it created a great buzz in the community, both in person and online, that helped keep the positive momentum of our business going. And then we also found ways to become more involved in our community. During this time, we were seeking different ideas and we stumbled on something that I thought would be a great way for us to give back to the community. Um, We created a bouquet of the month program, Sharon. And last summer, we began to partner with local schools and charities to sell the cards. The organization sold the card for $40. They kept $20. We took $20. Cardholders then come into our store each month with their bouquet of the month card and get a free bouquet of flowers to take home and enjoy. We printed a thousand of these cards, so we get tremendous traffic in our stores each week. And the organizations get a nice profit too. So this has been a great way to give back to the community. We had one club that raised a little over $4,000, and that's something that we could never have done with our prior donation budget in our stores. I think that's key right there, Todd, because I know so many flower shops and I, when I had a flower shop, struggle with the idea of donations. You want to contribute to community and you want to use that contribution as a way to bring in new customers that you can meet and serve in the future. But so often you just give money away and you never see the return on it. So that's one really great idea for building that contribution 
and in-store traffic at the same time. I like that. I can tell you this. It's something that we're going to continue. And we know it's successful because we have a waiting list of new organizations that want to partner with us this year. So that's, that's just really exciting to see and something that's been rewarding for us and our staff as well. But there's a third thing, Sharon, that I think was just a a key to seeing us through the pandemic. And that was we started um, probably a couple of years before reverse engineering our business by taking out our profit first and then operating the business on what's left over. During the pandemic, we watched our numbers closely and making sure that the big three for the flower industry, which is cost of goods sold fresh, which should be under 25 percent facilities cost which should be under 10% of revenue and payroll, which our target is 23% were where they needed to be. The one turning point that set us up to make these changes and to to have these percentages as healthy as they needed to be was finding a book um, called Profit First by Mike McCallowitz. It's a book I would highly recommend to you because I know like me, you're a voracious reader and also your audience. Absolutely. I love when we can share a book because so many times, if it's an idea that was enlightening to us, it is to our peers as well. So thanks for sharing that book. Let's repeat the author's name one more time. Yeah, the book is Profit First and the author's name is Mike McCallowitz. I had the opportunity to work with him through a coaching program I did based around Profit First. And um, he's a great guy, really has a passion for helping small business owners transform their lives. And um, um, it's really a great person. And he has a podcast by the same same name. And um, it's something that I would highly recommend. Fantastic. Now, this is an aside, Todd. I know personally, you very much believe in the power of coaching and networking and and working within a circle of professionals. Could you speak to that just a second that that has been a strength in your business, I think? Yeah, that's something that I just think has um, been a key to our success over the years. You know, we're always trying to to better ourselves and and improve our strengths. And um, that's how you and I got to know each other through some classes that we took um, um, to improve our design skills. Uh, We went through the AIFD membership process together. And then after I started honing my design skills, I decided that if I was going to run a business, I needed to know how to run a business and to keep the doors open and the lights on and all those sorts of things. Uh, So I've done several coaching programs over the years where I've worked with either a coach one-on-one to address a specific issue or as a part of a mastermind. Um, With Profit First, I worked with a great group um, called Tap the Potential. And we were in a peer group. Um, where we all worked on the challenges of implementing the profit first system in our businesses. But the nice thing about it is everybody was from a different profession. Um, In my group, the the folks that I work most closely with, um, one was a chiropractor, one was an immigration attorney, uh, one was a paint contractor. So we all had different businesses, but we also had the same challenges and could recognize um, um, different things that gave breakthroughs to us being successful in in different areas. 
I know that has had a very big impact on your business skills. And you know what? My belief has always been, I'd rather learn it from a book than from a checkbook. So (laughs) (laughs) I support that entirely. Now, in just a few minutes, Todd, I'm going to ask you some really big questions. But right now, I wanted to thank Smithers Oasis for sponsoring us today. Smithers Oasis understands the customer's need for fresh ideas to inspire new growth for you and your floral business. Oasis carefully plants the seeds of your success by offering a balance of traditional and on-trend products. Visit your wholesale supplier for your favorite Oasis staples or view the online selection of directly delivered items and seasonal inspiration that's now available from oasisfloralproducts.com. And now, Todd, our audience has a big question for you. What is your superpower? Gosh, Sharon, um, I've never thought of myself as having a superpower. Um, I think one thing that, um, and I've come to realize this just very recently, Uh, my daughter turned us on to the Enneagram. And um, in that, when you take that personality survey, um, I'm an improver by nature. And um, that's something that I struggle with trying to figure out how that worked in my life. But after giving it some thought, it's really true. I'm always looking for ways to improve things. And my floral business is certainly no different. Absolutely. Now, you've given us some really great advice, and I can't wait to share it with others through a blog as well. But if you were to give one single best piece of advice to our audience right now, what would that be, Todd? My number one piece of advice, Sharon, is always decide to be disciplined about your numbers. Everybody in the flower business works hard. And we need to be rewarded for those efforts. So knowing your numbers and being profitable is the key to making this happen. Thank you, Todd. That is valuable. Now, each podcast, I am going to offer a shout out because as I look through Facebook and Instagram, I see all these things that are so wonderful and you can like them or leave a message but so often you just wish you could share them. So each podcast, I'll share a Sharon's shout out to someone with an interesting idea that's in full bloom on social media. Today, I want to shout out to Charlie Grappetti for his Cut from the Landscape video. I enjoyed watching it on Facebook this morning. Charlie took a loamy designer dish filled with Oasis floral foam and placed it in a large white swan container. He filled it with fresh materials he gathered on his plant. It was absolutely gorgeous. Those farm flowers were just radiant in that swan. Check it out on Charlie Grappetti's Facebook page. If you have a shout out you would recommend or a guest you would like to hear on our podcast, please DM Sharon McGookin, that's M-C-G-U-K-I-N, or send me an email at SharonMcGookin at gmail.com. I'm Sharon McGookin, Smithers Oasis, and our special guest, Todd Bussey, and I thank you for joining us today. Please join us again on our next podcast or check out the blog at oasisfloralproducts.com. Thank you.